From the PSIA ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And today we're going to be talking about family lessons with team member Brian Smith. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You know, I think this is a really important topic to talk about with the uh, season upcoming. And your name kept coming up uh, about the person to talk to uh, when discussing family lessons. Why is that, Brian? Um, well, um, I have a family of my own, for one, and I'm right in the midst of of my own experiences skiing with my own family and daughters. Um, the private coordinators at Aspen, where I work, know that uh that situation um and i in in my career i've spent a lot of time working in the, with the kids programs at uh, back east at gore and whiteface uh but i have a general interest in just how family dynamics um play a role in within the private product um it's not terribly new family privates but it's definitely uh, a product that's growing at resorts and i think it's a great experience it's one that's unique and uh i think coming into the current environment that we're all faced with with COVID 19 uh there's the potential for seeing a lot of these family privates but uh i do a lot of work with families and uh yeah i, I um i've had some really good success stories with it. And I've also had some, some challenges with uh, those experiences and it's, it's fun to share those. Well, you said the word dynamic. And when I think family, there is a big dynamic there. <laughs> and I can imagine when we've got a family skiing, uh, you know, it, it might pose a real challenge to instructors. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, like you and I chatted just, prior to the going on on live here it's one thing to walk up to a private uh meeting area and knowing your assignment ahead of time hopefully hey i'm you know you're going to ski with a nine and a uh 11 year old uh sisters and you meet you have some some fun conversations there's some key questions and you know to to do some active listening and in the answers of those questions that gets you quickly on board with the theme of the two girls dynamics and off you go. When you compare that to meeting with a mom, a dad, two sisters, and the one sister has a friend from Illinois in town. Now you have multiple dynamics. You know, you have the general family nucleus that has a pattern in their behavior together. Then you have a friend from out of town. It can get quite complicated. And how do children act differently around instructors when their parents are there as opposed to when they're not? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, there's, you know, there's some, some children, um, I'll answer this based on the experiences I've had and, and I'll use, you know, nameless, uh, customers here but you know i was skied with a family that um not too long ago a couple years ago where the the son in the family dynamic he just refused to have like 
anything to do with like taking instruction from his mom and dad. Um, so when I was on the hill with his family, I said to myself, okay, how can I, and this is one part of strategy and you can find, uh, an excerpt in the TSIA teaching manual on collaboration. It's on page 46 of the manual. And I thought, you know, there's a bit of quiet pausing communication in here. The sun was kind of on the outskirts of engagement and I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get some collaboration here. And I and I found that this 12 year old boy, like, the more I tried to have a pro, a group family problem solving thing, like we were, they wanted to ski mogul, so we were working on what is the zipper line, what does it look like, how do you look for it, right? That was our outcome. And but the more I tried to create a collaborative thing, the more I drove this young man further out of the engagement you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so i i realized you know real quick that this wasn't going to work so how, how do you spin this uh, uh in the midst of the lesson so that the parents don't get a sense that oh wow this is really tanking as well you know our son is just not engaging and and then the behavior started to uh disintegrate a bit so just for example, what I ended up doing was saying to the mom and dad, I, you know, at like a 10 o'clock safety break, I'm like, hey, you know, how about the two of you, mom, dad, how about you guys take a couple laps on the Cloud Nine Share Highlands and I'm going to take your son and we're going to go off on an exploratory journey and let's meet back in one hour. Well, just that behavioral change in my strategy made all the difference in the world for example we went out it was just him and i i i I got on the lift i immediately started to talk about other things and what we were working on on the hill and a little bit more things uh questions that would get him to talk to me about what he does at home what he likes what really makes him tick in life in general and uh, when it, we got one-on-one, he came out of his shell, and we started to work on the zipper line skiing. We even got a pole plant working in that hour. And when we came back, I just said to him, you know, I'm going to – let's just get with your mom and dad. And you know what? I want you to take the lead, and I want you to do the coaching, and I want you to peel your mom and dad on – what the pole plant means to you for skiing in, in the in more of a straight line shot and this young man got off the lift and he just took the entire lesson oh he took control of it and he just gave a clinic to his mom and dad and it was just so cool to see and and, and then we skied the rest of the day and, and it worked out but you know that's that's one example of, of how di- how the dynamics can be multi-layered in a, in, in a group like that Love it. I mean, this is something when we started talking about having family lessons as a topic for a podcast, I was thinking there are so many layers here to get into. I mean, I think this really needs to become a part of our training at uh, our resorts. Would you agree? Absolutely. And not only do, do I have, I always felt that way, uh, I would say strongly in the last five years, um, but you know, the elephant in the room is this COVID-19 situation and how it's going to affect the operations in our mountain and specifically ski school lessons. 
you know, I personally think there's an opportunity here where parents who have a certain level of anxiety about keeping their family safe, they may end up wanting to book the same instructor for longer periods of times. I think there's a chance we could see reservations where even class lessons end up becoming reserved and time scheduled where they're, they're treated much like a uh, private. And, and I think there's the potential to see, you know, a, a certain portion of our, our, of our business dyna- uh, uh, clientele decide to, Hey, you know what, in the age of COVID, let's get one instructor. Let's work with that person the entire season so I think it is important, and not just for COVID, but we were already into the family private. You know, uh, it was a, it was a growing concept, but I think the the current state of affairs that we're dealing with is going could possibly, you know, increase the need for that. You know. So let's talk about uh, greeting our class when we're out at the uh, lineup, and you know, we're at the private flag, and people are coming over. And you've got a mom, a dad, a son and a daughter, and maybe a grandparent. And uh, you have a couple of people there who have never skied before. Uh, and then maybe dad has got a couple of days in on skis. And you get that, uh, I don't know, it's almost an attitude of, you know, just teach them, but I'm going to be here. But as an instructor, we really want to uh, address all of our guests' needs. And it can be kind of intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, sure. Um, I can think of a uh, of a of a client um, that when he skis with me one on one, he's very. This is a grown man who is the father of of three. Um, he's very open to like getting coached by me, but when it's one on one, you know what I'm saying. When there's mm-hmm. nobody else around, when we ski with the family, he his go to is. Just, just put your thoughts, you know, just, just do, you know, just focus on those guys. Just focus yep. on those guys. Like he just <laughs> removes himself from it. And, um, I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to verbally call him out and say, Hey, you know, you know, you need to be part of this. Uh, in my mind, you know, I'm thinking, okay, sure. No problem. I, I hear what you're saying. And I, and, but then in my mind, I'm thinking, how can I do this so that he doesn't feel like he's being put on the spot um, in terms of his ability and stuff. So, you know, things, strategies like uh, watching his children ski one at a time or like, you know, coming down towards me or doing a little movement analysis on his kids. What I like to do is I would bring him with me and I would have him just hang out and lean on his poles with me and put him in the observatory realm and say, and just point out like, Hey, look at your daughter, Laura here. Watch how she moves like this. And, and we, the father and I end up having like an MA session on his own kids. And we, and he sees that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I see how the inside hip goes in too quick. And that inside leg is, is bent and curved. There's no angles there. And it causes her ski outside ski to wash out. And he says, yeah, you know, I see, that and little does he realize he's anchoring his own learning you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and he's now being and i'm pointing out very obvious movement cues that i know when i'm not around and he's skiing with his kids he's going to be able to tap into that you know what i'm saying very much so so you're really working on his skiing at the same time as well 
Yeah, and and in doing so, I never once mentioned, uh, I, you know, I, it was more about, hey, they're doing this. Do yep. you remember when you and I were skiing? some of the things I was telling you and he would just look at me and smile like, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you without you coming right out saying you do the same thing. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you know, it's, it's a delicate balance. And, and if you're a newer instructor, it's, it's definitely a family private can be super fun, but it's definitely, you know, be prepared to work your butt off and, and not just, physically but be prepared to be constantly stepping back zooming out with your lens being aware of your your surroundings being aware of the nonverbal and verbal cues amongst the family dynamic you're in a constant state of maintenance like uh you know constant state of relationship management if you will you know what i'm saying mm-hmm <laughs> And we know that when families get together, it's not always peace and love, right? <laughs> it is not. It is not always that way. Um, I can think of another experience where uh, this actually happened before I was working out west. I was, you know, the training manager at Gore uh, and a trainer at Whiteface, and. I was up at Whiteface, and my wife, Alex, who's also a Rocky Mountain examiner and a pro at Aspen, she was the ski school director at uh, Lake Placid Whiteface, New York, and she gave me this one lesson, and it was just like mom and dad and three hellions, and they, the dynamics between the youngest and the middle child were just like full-on snowball fights, pushing and shoving, (laughs) dad disciplining in front of the whole family lose starting to lose his patience you know what i'm saying and uh so in that type of scenario where you have some behavioral challenges whether it's the dynamics with a sibling or whether it's an over disciplinary father who's trying to crack the whip because he feels like he needs to step in and be the parent because he just paid for this private right right um, what I, in that situation, I find that having an accomplice <laughs> is, is huge. And when I went out with this family and Whiteface, you know, it dawned on me right on the first run that, wow, this is, I'm going to be herding cats here. You know, this is going to be, you know, let alone get some ski improvement and see some of the mountain. I'm just going to have to babysit this whole dynamic so that mom and dad have some sense of enjoyment of the day. So I got on the lift and I asked to ride with the mom. And the reason why I asked to ride with the mom is just my conversations after the first two chairlift rides seem to be a little bit more comfortable uh, just talking with mom because dad was being was distracted and getting frustrated with the behaviors of the kids. So what I mean by having an accomplice is whenever you have a family private, you need to time your uh, your specific questions about how the family typically interacts at home doing other family activities. This is an important conversation you can have with any one of the parents. Uh, and in this particular experience, I waited a little bit 
to where I felt like, you know what, if I asked the mom, the mom, some, some, you know, a little more intimate questions as to how the behavior is when you guys go to the beach together or you go hiking together or do other things. The You generally can get some good tips from mom or dad as to, like, how they deal with it. And in this particular case, the mom was like, yeah, as you can see, my youngest son and my middle son are always just constantly at each other, you know, and it creates a very distracting environment, right? Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so I said to the mom, I said, well, how do, you, how do you manage that? She's like, well, after a while, it gets to a point where we just have to separate the two younger boys. And when we do, things tend to calm down. Bam, right there is a key answer that I took and put into my, my brain and said, okay, this can help me as to how I use some teaching strategies, right, mm-hmm. that might cr- – make dad calm down a little bit, not be so uptight and because he's seeing the bad behavior. So I immediately created a collaborative environment. We came up with a goal and our goal was to look at a trail map. Everybody in this particular lesson could ski up to like up uh, challenging intermediate, I would say. And uh, just some, a game as simple as, Let's look at the trail map. Let's look at the names and everybody pick, you know, like a trail. And and let's just see about going and investigating the mountain became the collaborative game. But we did it in partners. And I immediately took the young child and I partnered him, him with his father. And mom went with the two older chill kids. And I kind of floated between the two groups. And when we did that, it immediately changed the dynamics of the behaviors within the family. And when that changed, it was like a log jam let loose. We started to move. We started to explore the mountain. After skiing wilderness, we went off to another a mountain, uh, another trail, and then the youngest child was like, I see this trail here. Where's that? And he got to lead the family to where we went. So as you can see, you know, uh, these, these family privates, they definitely require a constant um, maintenance of the teaching strategy, um, constant – um, awareness of your behavior as a teacher, the behavior of your students. And I'm speaking directly to people skills here. Yep. Um, but that's just another example of how I manage that. So hopefully those who are listening can, can get their head around that and, and, and use it. But if it wasn't for using some, active listening techniques and asking specific questions to mom, right? On that chairlift ride. Um, I might've floundered for another run or two, just leaving the family in just this, just big group and, and, and the, the hell raising that takes place at home with other <laughs> activities was, is you're gonna see that live and breathe on the mountain. And the mother came right out and told me that. And she, she was a big help in me making a change in my strategy. Well, Brian, it sounds like to me, you took, a, uh, went out with a family that maybe would have had a pretty lousy time and you gave them really a magical time and a great guest experience. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not going to lie. Those first two runs, 
sucked as yeah. a teacher. <laughs> Those first two runs uh, with that family, I was like, whoa. Oh boy, I'm losing this. I felt like I was juggling and I was, boom, I was starting to drop balls big time. And I thought to myself, wow, this is a really challenging dynamic. Because you don't, I didn't want to come down hard on the two, the younger kids in the family. I didn't want to turn into a parent. You get what I'm saying? Right. I didn't want to be like, all right, yeah, dad's uh, starting to open up a camel whoop ass. You know, I'm going to do the same thing. Well, boom, immediately those younger kids. The youngest, I think, was like six, and then the next oldest was eight. Well, man, and if I had done that, if I had gone into the, the disciplinary realm, I would have just made it worse. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And instead, and you took it and really yeah. turned it into something great where you got the younger kid being a leader and giving them a real opportunity that maybe they didn't usually get in that situation. Yeah, and it was cool. We also did this thing where when we skied the trails at White Base, um, we kept track of the names, right? I wrote them down on a post-it note I had in my pocket. And at at the end of the day, what I did to close the family lesson was I, we sat down in a huddle, right? Yep. And, you know, kind of a class handling technique. And it was the end of the day. We sat down and we laid the trail map out. And I was like, okay, dad, you guys, you know, you guys ski these three trails, mom, you and the youngest, you guys ski these three trails. These are the three I picked. And everybody kind of like voted as to like what trails they thought were, were awesome. And then we, we, we basically had a little team huddle to come up with what are the top three trails at Whiteface as a family that those guys like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it was it was a cool way to just wrap up the lesson, you know. It was like, hey, we went on this journey. This is what we found out. And George, the cool part about it was, it became about exploratory skiing on Whiteface. But each trail we went offered a different physical challenge in the in the in the geography. And it allowed me to do some individual coaching right underneath their nose without them really even realizing it. <laughs> and that was the cool part, you know, because I think, you know, everybody loves to learn, but uh, not a lot of people like to be taught. I think Winston Churchill said that, you know, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> and very well um, said. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I will, I want to be very realistic in this podcast that, you know, it can be an awesome experience, but be prepared to have moments where you feel like the family behavioral dynamic is like blowing up in front of you. Um, stay calm, number one. Um, take control in a in a polite way, even if it means, hey, gang, you know what? Forget about what we're working on right now as a family. Let's all just take off and ski big turns down to the gondola, and let's get inside the gondola, take a little breather, and plan our next our next uh, adventure uh, before lunch. I've done stuff like that when I felt like you know there was a dynamic happening that that was you know uh, disruptive, if you will, to to the overall goal. You know. Gosh, so you're an instructor, you're a moderator, you're a guide. 
there's a lot of roles in a family private. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, just recently, some of my fellow teammates on the national team, we were asked to give some of our thoughts and tips on this very subject. And it was pretty interesting as I read through all of the other, my other teammates' comments, there was a common theme there and it was, you're going to work. <laughs> um, you're definitely going to work. And, uh, and, I don't think you're going to, it's not in the physical sense that you're going to ski 10 times more. Uh, you may, you may not, but you're definitely going to have to be on point. Like for instance, when you're on those lift rides, that's a moment for an instructor in a, in a private family lesson. That's your moment to step back and go, okay, how am I doing? You know, I've, I've, I've established these goals. I got this overall goal for the family based on questioning and based on fact finding in the beginning of the lesson. How am I doing? Use those lip rides to just kind of zoom out and go, okay, how am I doing? Is everybody uh, comfortable? Are they warm? Has is, is everybody gone to the bathroom? Do they have water? All the basic Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yep. And, and, how and, and check in you and I think that's what I mean when I say be prepared to work your butt off in the sense that you're going to constantly be checking in with yourself and just really keeping the, the the development of relationships tight and trying to move this family through the mountain environment and and yet manage uh, manage things and something that's had we didn't really address with this is. You might have five different people with five different expectations as to what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Yep. And, you know, you have six hours basically on the hill on an all-day private if you're doing one day. If you're doing multiple days and you start to get a sense at the beginning, and that might even be a phone call before the lesson even starts with your client, George. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you guys hope to get out of this lesson? And the mom and dad might have this, they say, and then they might, generally most parents tell me, well, my oldest daughter likes to do this. My middle son does this. My youngest daughter likes to do that. And now you're starting to look at, okay, how far apart are these expectations, these, these wishes that each person have? And how do I spider web my teaching the management of my teaching and how do I use my people skills, right? To gain connection with each of the individuals so that at the end of the lesson, whether it's one day, two days or five days, each person in that family can walk away saying, you know what? I got to do some of the things I really wanted to do. Which you really can't do any more than that. Yeah. I mean, success may not look like a, each person gets to do what they want all the time throughout the day, right? Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, mom may not want to ski uh, scarlet bumps at Highlands ten times in a row. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she might – or dad might not want to do that. And, and maybe dad uh, finds himself behind the eight ball compared to the rest of the group and he's feeling a bit beat up. Well – if you keep pounding, you know, the bumps there, you now, now, now you're taking dad and you're pushing him into an uncomfortable position. So 
you know, you're ba- you're constantly working to balance out what it, what each person needs in their skiing, and doing it in a way where they feel like they're, uh, you know, they're getting what they want. You know, well, Brian, you have shared some incredible information with us, uh, really powerful. And to me, I mean, hearing someone who's on the national team, listening to your experiences with family privates and and hearing you say that you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm losing it. I need to come up with a strategy to do something here. That is so powerful. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's truth, you know, and, and anybody who's teaches full time and deals with family dynamics knows exactly what I'm talking about. And for those of you who are getting into it. Um, you know, it's the feeling of owning it and really doing a good job and the, and the energy and the group is going along good. It's going to ebb and flow. It's not always going to be on a high where it's, you're just killing it the whole day because of multiple, uh, the dynamics with various personalities and various behaviors that come involved. It's going to cause that feeling of success or positivity to kind of ebb and flow a little bit. And you got to be willing to roll with it. And Brian, what I'm seeing here is that I think we have a, a topic for a few more podcasts at least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. There's, you know, if you if you wanted to break down the things we discussed, you know, there's, you know, you could, you could isolate some stuff into two or three podcasts. And I think... Before I got on this call with you, you know, when I thought, you know, I, I want to share some macro look at the, the whole family lesson product. And then what would be a specific or a more micro technical element? And the next time we get together, I'd like to share some talk about strategizing and 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 the. Uh, the awareness an instructor has before the lesson even happens. Um, you know, a strategy is a plan for dealing with situations. A plan has to be made before possible actions are taken. And it's also important that the plan that you have is consciously and effectively uh, followed. You know, uh, you want to, you, you want to, um, come up with that plan but you but you gotta see it through so to speak and i think the next time we talk there are just the act of wanting to create a strategy will will give any pro especially those coming into it new a leg up on the managing the family private dynamic and there are some key things that we can do as pros before we're ever on the hill and it involves some active questioning and active listening. It involves some, uh, you know, uh, just looking at uh, when and where and how many people and are going to be involved. But there are some things we can do before we ever hit the slopes that can help set us up for success. And then once we are on the slope, that strategy that you kind of have roughed out loosely in your mind, there are some key things to remember that can promote your strategy and grow your strategy as you move through the day or the week with the family private. Brian, this is such an important topic. I really look forward to the next time we chat, hopefully in the very near future. (laughs) Absolutely. O'Brien Smith joining us for First Chair from the PSIA, AASI, Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.
Thank you, George. Thank you, Brian.